Hello and welcome back to Meet the Artist. I'm your host, Alexander Lancaster, and this is part two of Robert Tapley Bustamante. He's a visual artist that is known here in Topeka for his murals and a lot of his art that he's been doing here in the community. And so let's just get right back to it. This is part two with Robert Tapley Bustamante. The arts is one thing, and that's what this show is about. It's about artists and arts. But the city itself is actually, there's a lot of things that are happening that are yeah. really cool. But you don't hear people talking about it. You hear people talking about the bad stuff. And so we yeah. need to change our dialogue a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's lame. And talking about the yeah, bad. Yeah. Like, I've heard people lame. say, like, downtown sucks. And it's like, how long has it been since you've been downtown? Well, I ain't been downtown in like five years. Like, well, <laughs> five years ago, it was freaking uh, like all tore up and the streets were like getting redone and stuff you know like mm-hmm. yeah like people need to get out and like actually see what's happening but then that's what i mean about some people having a limited limited mind status of the the growth mindset there's some people who literally cannot take input of new information they've decided that's what that is and they don't need to reinvestigate it there's no mystery there's no curiosity and guess what i'm not curious about you either so I guess we're about even, and I just don't put much time into it. I don't try to change them. I don't poo-poo them. I just go, yep, dead end, go to somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, because I can't, you know, bring, maybe some curiosity. I can bring some curiosity maybe here and inspire you, but I don't have any illusion about trying to, you know, make you care or make you, you know, uh, try to investigate some stuff. If you're a, a low-information person and you don't want to investigate further, then, well, maybe that's your ride, bro. It's going to be a short ride. You know, yeah. could have been whatever you wanted to be. It could have been a long ride. You could have made your story any way you wanted to, but you're focused on what you can't do. You know, and I'm not really interested in can't, really. I'm just kind of thinking. So I've been trying to change my language, like, well, if I can, or I hope that. No, I just say, like, when I do. Or it's more de- like declarative language, like when I can do that, or when I get the opportunity to, rather than, well, gee, I sure hope I can. You know, can I talk as that? Sure hope I can. That's, that's wishy-washy, you know. Something's like, ugh. So when somebody's like, if they're listening to me right now, they're like, man, I totally believe everything Robert's talking about right now, and mm-hmm. I want to get into it. How could, like, what suggestions could you, you know, tell an artist that is out there, like, creating art, and just like, I don't know how to get into the Noto scene. I don't know how to get into the downtown scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get into the art scene of Topeka. What can you tell them, like, a, a couple of tips to get, you know, get started? Um... I would say that, you know, from our group of friends, a lot of us are, are very approachable, um, especially if you're not coming up, like, trying to, you know, be all sticky and you know, pay attention to me and all this. If you're just kind of approaching it genuinely, hey, I've only been here a couple of times. I've heard some stuff. And, oh, hey, are, are, are you are you him? Or, or hey, do you know someone? You know, and, and then a lot of us are real cool. We're like, we'll share. I'll share a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, he's this dude's friend in the corner. Go check him out or whatever. You know, I'm not trying to corral them into my show or whatever you know be you know squeeze squeeze every last drop out of the out of the out of the juice you know so what does it take though i mean i've had artists that have shown their art in the gallery and you know they maybe they show up first friday or something that's devastating and then they're like you know (laughs) at the end of the month they're like yeah i don't think i'm gonna do this anymore i just like not really yeah nothing sold or whatever you know like that there's a bigger struggle than that, and there's a bigger consistency, that hurts. right? It hurts, it, it, but at the same time, that is part of the part of the gig is to get through that part first and stick with it. I mean, oh, yeah. when you was like when you first started out, you know, 
yeah. And then the bad thing is that we internalize that because let's face it, we're sensitive artists, you know, and we might internalize something and direct towards ourselves and self-critical. Sometimes I've had a show fail, quote unquote, because um, and and Topeka is another side that we can get to. But Topeka is great about this. They'll 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 log jam five six things on that Saturday. And next Saturday, nothing's going on. Right. And you're like, can people coordinate a little bit? Can you put two over here and three over here? Because you can't do all that in one night. So sometimes I've been pushed off the, the attention because there's four, five, six things going on. Yeah, yeah. And Take you just, in town or something. <laughs> just get lost in the sauce or whatever. Yeah, you get lost in the sauce. And it literally has nothing to do with you, and it's just bad timing. Or or you marketed too late, or uh, you didn't, uh, you know, whatever. Or you, or you expect someone else to do it for you. Nowadays, galleries don't really make the postcards for you and all that stuff and promote. I mean, they may do a blast on social media, but they don't like... Hey, I got an artist there out there. And sometimes you got to do the old school stuff. Get out there, get in the street, put your posters up, do it yourself. You give your stack of cards to somebody else, and you know they're gonna go throw in the trash and go have a bunch of beers and stuff. You know, they're not gonna. You know. And, the, and the same thing, really, actually, towards like if you're showing in an art gallery, you should definitely let people know that your art's in the gallery. I mean, you should put just as much guerrilla advertisement into that as you would if you was showing on the street or mm -hmm. like I'm gonna like you know and then do this DIY stuff but yeah. like and then sometimes it's not being yeah, a, I, you're not being an Einstein I mean like not I'm not talking anything critical about the Redbud Park or anything I mean it's, it's it's like a great thing but I saw a postcard for some announcing thing and they had an artist work on the cover you know obviously on the postcard and you turn it over it didn't even say the artist's name or who made that oh, or yeah, this or that. And I looked at that going, hey, man, that's that's rookie league shag ball stuff. You should basically, artist, credit by or come see more of. And, hey, there's 14 other ones that are blah, blah, blah. But there's nothing on there. And I turned it over and it could have been like, okay, I know what it is. I've been down there. I know that I don't know that person in particularly. But I'm like, hey, whose artist did this? Right. And it no. just seemed like a miss. Like, know, you know, know. It's just these little things. You don't have to have, have some genius ideas. Just doing the the the, 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 the steps you should do or give to someone right. that someone that isn't familiar with it at all give it to your mom or somebody and be like hey what do you think of this and they go i don't know how do you get here and oh yeah i left the address off that's great you know what i mean <laughs> left the date off oh that's great you know what i mean sometimes you get so you know caught up in what you think you're doing but you need to just pull it back and say okay do i have the you know the essential you know stuff on there the time date phone number whatever it is you know or, and sometimes they leave that stuff off and you're just like really like how am i supposed to get there or you know who is this you know no information so it's you know it's mysterious, but I don't know. You know we all just things that you know I try not to be too critical about. It. I'm just like okay, that's I've never done that. So okay, it's um, at least better than that. So I mean, what do you enjoy about being an artist the most, man? Like, what do you enjoy about like your day to day life? Um, I I really enjoy that I feel empowered to critique or to make observations on you know, this, this thing we call the world or whatever, you know, this, you know, and what's going on around us. And it gives me a way to process it. You know, a lot of people are spoon fed from the news or certain things, certain stuff. And usually I turn all that off and just try to, you know, not be influenced by a lot of that and say, well, how, you know, how do I feel? I can't be the only one. That's why I would tell a young artist, if you don't know what to make, then find the pain or the pleasure of other people, find what other people are suffering from, find what they get pleasure from and find what you find pleasure from and suffer from and you're not alone. And then, there, there could be a, a gathering of people that say, I mean, I feel this way or whatever, you know, and it may, be, not, may, may not be the most cheerful art or this or that or whatever, but it, it is going to reach the people or speak to the people that need to hear it, hopefully, yeah. you know, and, um, it's like a large audio, a microphone or something, like a megaphone, you like get to, yeah, because I remember like, do pay attention. I remember before, like one of the things that broke my heart, like absolutely, it was like reading about Paul Gauguin, he's one of my favorite artists and 
you know, he's, you know, French guy, you know, and uh, he went off and drew a bunch of, you know, brown women, you know, like native women or, you know, back in the, you know, Tahiti and all that. And, and he came back and, you know, you know, put in his hometown and nobody showed up. It was a failure. And I think I broke that man's heart, you know, I mean, because people weren't accepted at the time. They're like, who's this colonizer, you know, like yeah. <laughs> they misunderstood yeah. it completely. They didn't see the beauty of it at all. They just, yeah. that man probably was just miserable, you know, but it, and sometimes you're just, you know, through pure dumb luck, you're just ahead of the curve. You're too far ahead of the time. You know, you're in another, another time continuum and you're just too early. You're too advanced. You're too avant-garde. And, and then later on, all the people that were poo-pooing and criticizing about, Ooh, Elvis's hips all crazy. Now people do crazy stuff, whatever, and no one even bats an eye to it. But back then, people lost their minds on that, you know? I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the end of society, you know? And you're like, well, hold on now. You're getting a little rash there, you know? Like, you know? you know. So sometimes you're just before your time, and that sucks. You know what I mean? And sometimes you die miserable and broke. Because <laughs> yeah, one of the things that broke my heart, I walked through with Benny's and I saw a Van Gogh bedspread, Sham, and DeVay, and Magic Billowcases, and my knees collapsed. I'm just like, ugh. I'm in the middle of Kansas, a place that didn't exist, and Van Gogh died miserable and broke, thinking he sucked. And he, and here he is, and J.C. Benny's. Uh, I actually laid on that bed in that little model I was on the floor. Yeah, yeah, I laid there for a while and just breathed it in, and people thought I was weird, but I'm like, Van Gogh, I feel you, brother. It's okay. You're just before your time. It's not your fault, you know. But yeah. I mean, anybody, you know, it's just some of his timing. Some of his timing has nothing to do with you, and you know. And then uh, you know, sometimes it'll be your time, you know. Sometimes it's one person's time, another person, their time, and you know, and um. You know, but I, I don't know, you know, you know, artists and musicians and people are sensitive bunch. Of course, you want everyone to like what you do. Cause, sure. And then sometimes you, you get past that a little bit. You feel a little more comfortable. You know what you're doing. But that little critical phase, I can really make or break some people. And, and you know. Where are you at on that curve? Like, um, you, how do you feel about like that? I mean, you, you obviously express like, uh, sometimes I don't give a fuck what people think. But, oh, totally. Totally. But, like, where are you at on that curve when it comes to your art world? Like, hmm. Not saying how you perceive it. Like, yeah, people love it, or are they? Are they like? Yeah. Um, sometimes I mean, you know, I mean, like feel nobody, good about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel good about it. And no one wants to be the outcast where people are like looking at you like, oh my gosh, like you know, and you, you know, because public shame and, and public humiliation is a, is a very powerful form of yeah, of energy that can really is not good for you know. And yeah. you know, those some of the worst experiences you can put someone through, like public mocking or. or tearing down or laughing at or something and could do something with someone's biscuit and not done in the right way you know you don't know you know um, certain jokes in our they get those smart up on a wall and like yeah so many people see it like not only the people that are passing by it but the people that are p- taking pictures and putting it on social media and it's like getting all like all this attention and conversations oh, that you're like I, can't, I have no control of this but that's beautiful that's the beauty of uh, art is sometimes yeah. you create it and it's out in the world and the conversation started and you have no control over how it goes, you know. Yeah, well, I just think all control is probably an illusion anyway. Like, we think we have control, and other times I'm like, um, you know, while you're arguing about it over there, I'll be over here making this other thing, you know, whatever. But then you can also have the other double-sided curse of that, which I'd say um, there's some artists who get so well-known and successful that they get known for a certain style, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then they can't go do the other thing. Put stuff in a box, yeah. Like they can't go do that because then exactly. they're their art dealer, all these people riding on it. They got collectors. They got people. Hey, you draw pastoral uh, landscapes or whatever pastoral landscapes. And now you're gonna do this crazy cutting edge collage thing of celebrities or whatever. And is this the same guy? And I'm confused. And I've literally had people to create another alter ego or something like Edmund Guy or whatever. And he would. It wasn't the other dude, you know. And his publicist knew or his art dealer knew it was the same guy, but he had to create a different vehicle 
or an expression. Right. It's almost yeah. like, you know, certain musicians do that, you know, Eminem and Slim JD or whatever, you know, that's not the same person. That's like his vehicle to, right. to, to get out that, to, to give yourself the yes to do it or whatever, yeah. you know, it's, out of that box. it's a mental trick, yeah. but, but it's something to give yourself the, you know, because you got a lot writing on that. Other people got a lot writing on it. They were, some people are successful in New York and LA and they sell things for $60,000. Well, you can't come here to Topeka yeah. and sell that for 6,000. Uh, people you know, get mad at you and make you explain yourself. And, Holy shit, but yeah. You know, yeah, but those people have these rules and I think some of those rules are silly, but I can understand from a valuation standpoint and whatever, I, I can maybe yeah. follow the argumentation. But I mean, um, you know, and then, um, you know, uh, you know, I just kind of just want to, um, you know, I, you know, it's just so much apathy in the world. And the apathy and, the, and like the indifference just really irritates me. Like I don't like the insincerity. I'd rather have people just either like it, cool, hate it, awesome, cool. I'm gonna have a sandwich. But the indifference just bothers me. That kind of malaise of that center and not swayed, not not liking. Yeah. Eh. I'm like, what do you mean, eh? Yeah. You know, oh, well, what do you think about this then? You know, and then you want to almost like you know push them a little bit to see if they're you know even alive or even human at least. You know, you even care anything at all or you know. Yeah, you know. skating field though like there's always going to be those you know that we can focus on and listen or we can turn a deaf ear and, and I will not just, focus on them and I will just uh, break those always be there I will just break those people's hearts right there you know what I mean I mean sometimes I do it on purpose and other times I don't but other times I'm like oh okay I see what's going on here usually with the free wine and cheese and you want me to entertain you like I'm your you know toy dog with the treats or jumping through the hoops or whatever I'm not here to you know you know and you know, but but, yeah, those, yeah. but the but the most encouraging thing as an artist is we don't do the hard sell. Somebody wants to live with your piece. To me, that's a great honor. Someone's gonna want to live right. with that. Right. You know, but it does kind of bother me in a way if someone some money comes, they buy your piece, and then guess what? You never see it again. Right. It's like disappears yeah. in some Raiders of the Lost Ark crate thing in the back of the movie. It's gone forever, and you, you never see it again. And you're like, hmm, I don't want just rich people to have my stuff squirrel away in there. Yeah. Whatever room they got it in, yeah. The value is also part of how much somebody's going to care about it too. You know. Yeah. I'd hate to like have somebody say, "I love this piece," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll sell it to you for you know a cheaper amount," and then like three months later, see it at a garage sale for you know half the price because they're like, "I got my I got my use out of it," so now. I would know, just cry. You know, I would like, just be like, <laughs> so we have to keep our value. The value to our art is really up to us. Yeah, it really is. People, are like, that's a good point. All the time, people come into the gallery and like, I don't really know how to price my art, and mm. so can you tell me how to price my art? And I'm sure <laughs> they want me to come up with this like huge lesson of how to price your art per square inch, how yeah, much time, and works. all this stuff. I say, the price you have on it now. Mm-hmm. If somebody was to take it and put it out in the street and watch the cars run over it just to see the expression on your face, would that amount be enough? Mm-hmm. Because you could get rid of paintings, <laughs> you could get rid of art for to for really cheap if they love it, and you're like, I know it's going in good hands, but you know if it's destroyed, mm-hmm. what's the value then? What would you think the value was? So That's interesting. don't think about like how people are going to save it. Think about how if it was destroyed, what was that? And that's a sentimental value. Mm. Like it's not time, it's not pain. It is something more sentimental value. And if you, if you could paint for twenty hours and you create X or you create Z, there's going to be a different sentimental value in the two. You know and mm-hmm. You know, 
Now, yeah. this is what I painted for 10 hours on this one because I kept fucking up and it took me yeah. 10 hours. <laughs> then this one I painted in 10 hours and I didn't fuck up any. Well, you're going to pay for my fuck-ups. No, yeah. that's not how we charge on art. It is sentimental value. And that's what should be passed to the buyer when they buy it. They should have some sentimental value to it, too, and be like, this is this means more to me than just uh, the price. Like, I didn't... Like, yeah. I can't... I really... Like, one of my worst stories that I hear... <laughs> yeah, tell me. I, I, I've heard this in a bunch. Yeah. I'll have somebody come in on first Friday... And they'll be like, yeah, I bought some really great paintings in Kansas City. There was this guy, he was out there set up on the sidewalk, <laughs> and he was broke. And, like, this painting was like $1,000, but I talked him down to 500 because he really needed the money or yeah, whatever. Good job. Yeah. And I was just like... <laughs> I feel good about yourself. You know, that's just the worst. It's like, yeah, that's right. not the story... That you want to tell somebody when the painting is hanging up in your house. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I, I ripped this freaking artist off, man. He was fucking down on his luck, and I got it for half the price. I know. Now, you want to talk about the guy, the person that you supported, yeah. and how they're actually like, yeah. doing yeah. it. Even yeah. if it, it could be the same story. Yeah. You know, I supported this guy who's, uh, who's on... The sidewalk out here, like selling his art and stuff. Yeah. So that's sentimental value. So like, you, that is part of the story, and so that's part uh, of like what what, it, what it's all about. That conversation. Well, people right? people celebrated the things they shit, and like they take a win and wear shit. And be like, great, you have a guy with a self confidence problem, a self esteem problem, probably can't get in the real gallery, and he's slipping out on a foldable table. Uh, well, you know, uh, and uh, and great, you talked him down. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, I mean, I hope you feel great about that because. <laughs> Yeah, every time I hear somebody tell me that story about, like, yeah, I was, like, down at the West Bottoms, and this guy was, like, really needing to get, make some money, so I talked him way down, and he was, like, you know, or, like, this guy was drunk, and I fucking talked him way down. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so, like, why? Why are you telling me that, like, in yeah. the gallery? Are you hoping that I am down on my luck, and I'm going to be like, yeah, actually, I'll sell you this for half the price, oh, you know? Great. And, yeah. you know, that's why I always stick to sentimental value because sentimental value will never change no matter where you're at in life. Your sentimental yeah. value is that value. Of yeah, life. another way, um, you make a great point. I mean, one way of, uh, I don't know, sentimental is the same thing as like intrinsic, but it's like this lighter right here. Like, I, you know, if you're desperate enough, I can, this value can be anything I want it to be. Yeah, sure, it's a dollar, two dollar lighter, you know, but I can sell this to you for $200 if, if you don't have one and you're, you know. Yeah, whatever whatever but I can put a valuation on this because it is it is what I say it is based on your want need and desperation and how much money you got right. or whatever you know that's kind of what art is in a way yeah it could be worth five dollars it could be worth you know five million or whatever you know the thing I think is straight lethal and criminal is that somebody like you know some of these big names like you're David Hockney or whoever whatever like they have a painting that's worth $60,000 30 years ago well they could have got a deal like you're saying they sell it for 30000 well, you know it sounds like ooh, you know boo hoo you have to cut it down that's still good money but the point is that 30000 $60 painting that was now 30 goes through several hands and by 30 years later it's worth $90 million you think anyone ever goes back to David Hockney and says hey here's a here's like a 1% cut of that bread Here's a 1.5% on that. Here's some points on that. Here's, you know, no. So the people passing around made more money off it than the original artist ever made. And no one ever goes back and gives them residuals or, or, uh, you know, or some, you know, you know, on that. But that, you know, that's just because no one's done it. But there are some artists kind of stepping into that a little bit and having the courage to write that in their contracts because contract can be anything you write on paper. You can get 
two X's and anything written down there as long as you find some other guy to, whatever. Yeah, you got some other guy to find, sign the other side of the X, then uh, hey, it's a binding contract, so you can write anything in there. If people just lack the courage or they don't know what to ask for and you know, but these are the same people that come back to these are the same people that somehow see a dollar ashtray and they feel good about tucking it down to fifty cents and you're just like he's the one just chuck the ashtray at him. Hey, you just take it. You know, just, just get out of here. You know, you know, why you gotta talk me down? And then, and then they pull out like a couple hundred dollar bills and be like, Yeah, I got change for a hundred, you just wanna just choke them. Because you're just like, dude, it's not even about you know, it's just it's somehow winning or something. It's like every winning every little nickel and dime thing and talking you down and that's just disgusting to me. And sometimes I like a few times I refuse to sell to some people because I got that whiff of that and I'm like, I don't want you to have my, I don't want you to have your hands on my stuff. I don't think you deserve it. And they thought I was kinda you know, <laughs> yeah. it's only happened once or twice, but I was just kinda because they kind of offended me. I you know, this isn't something you can just come in here and talk me down or whatever. You can't walk into any restaurant and be like, I got three dollars and expect a freaking stick out of it. They're gonna laugh right. at you until you come back right. and you sell your money up. But Somehow they try to catch us in that moment of desperation, and and he's not fully secure, sure. and he's not fully established, and we can. And, and, and sometimes that's part of the you're game. Still working on this, you could. You're selling it for this much. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's how I plan to get to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Is uh, yeah, I'm going to put good prices on my my work and and feel mm-hmm. good about selling them because when they're gone, they're freaking gone. I don't see them no more. They're out there, you know, and. You know, there's a there's a value to them, and there's a, there is that to me a sentimental value to them. Yeah. That like, yeah, I don't have that work to show you. Yeah. It's gone, but it was like one of my. I love that piece. I, I created that one piece, and uh, yeah, there's some stuff. Picture of it, but yeah, yeah, it's a whole different, you know. Exactly. So there is that, and that's you know a lot of people think about pricing and all that stuff, and uh, sometimes it's buyers that are talking about why is it this much and. So I think that conversation is important to have about, you know, when it comes to pricing, when it comes to the artist and when it comes to the buyers. And I think it's on the artist to really, like, create the value first off yeah. and then the buyers to pr- appreciate the value. Yeah. And then that will keep going where yeah. the, the, the story of, like, what you were just saying about next thing you know, it's worth $90 million, whatever, you know. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, so. when he painted that 30 years ago or whatever it was, you think he had any fathom that it would be worth that much? And who knows? Maybe some years down the road it would be worth double that or something ridiculous. I mean, there's and when that worth is, like, yeah. you passed away 30 years later and the worth of your art, art has actually, like, kept growing. It, it's, kept your, it's kept your legacy alive. It's kept you alive. It's kept your art alive. And that's mm-hmm. what's really beautiful about art is actually... You know, you're leaving a conversation, you're leaving a subject, you're leaving these values behind and what you are in 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 your world and who you are. Yeah. You know, and people could sit there and like they could be like, Well, you're such and such, you're such and such when you're around. But after a while, hmm. the truth is that your art, your stories, they became who you are. Mm-hmm. change them around however they want to but they it, it, it became who you are and so if the value yeah. of your art goes up and the stories become valuable then you're leaving behind that conversation that you put together while he was alive and was like yep this is what I want people to talk about I often wonder about that sometimes like I like 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 you know when you're cruising by somewhere now that I go into coach stores and stuff all the time nothing against coach you know if you want to sponsor me let me know but um <laughs> but when you see Basquiat on coach purses and things, whatever, like, would he approve of his licensing of that in that particular way or not, or 
or would he have a problem with the materials or would he approve of how it's made in a, another country? Maybe he doesn't have the same labor laws or whatever. I mean, what do you approve of? Is, is it congruent with what he painted and, and how he combined the political and social messaging of that? Would he be okay with that? And maybe, maybe not, but I don't know. I mean, and then he's dead and uh, that's great. He can't say anything about it. Then his family licenses work or they start a foundation or whatever to control it at least some ways and then maybe go good or bad or whatever some ways and various degrees of, but but you know, I mean, a lot of us do like 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 Ed Hardy or whatever. Like you know, like you don't even want to wear an Ed Hardy shirt now. You look like a I want to say a clown, but people just don't take you seriously. But for a while, there was hot. But you got like maybe right. a couple of years to ride that wave, get all your money, and get out of town. You know, because because <laughs> right. it's, it's, you know it's like no one wears an affliction shirt anymore. You know, or you know, it's like right. uh, not if you can help it, really. You know, I mean, and no one wears a Ocean Pacific shirt or whatever. I mean, there's certain brands that have a certain life shelf and yeah. shelf you know, shelf life, and you just say, okay, that's it. And I'm gonna make my bread and cruise and. You know, before the gigs up or whatever, you know. And Ten years, yeah, Ed Hardy shirts might be super popular. Like yeah, it comes back around. They, I yeah. used to have one of those shirts. Yeah, yeah if I would have held on to them and kept them in a moth-free bag for yeah, twenty so years, that's I the might, fun. Yeah. That's the that's the interesting <laughs> thing about art, really, is that as soon as it gets super big, like it starts going this way downhill, like really fast. And like, oh, that's just uh, popularity. That's just a fad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then like let it die down a little bit and then it comes back up and it stays up there where like yeah this is the value of it like hopefully yeah for instance like, you know I don't see anybody wearing bell bottoms right now God thank but you. Yeah. they will never lose like yeah that that was a popular. God, that would look ridiculous yeah. in those. My big soccer legs, that would just not look good at all. That looks good on a certain style of leg or something. It looks dumb on me. But there's, you know, but, but that's the kind of the, maybe like the like the philosophical or the poetic thing is like when you're in the moment, do you recognize the high water right. mark? But, and you, know, you really, I don't know if you really can. I mean, you can't connect the dots before you've seen the dots. You only connect the dots looking back through where you were. And, right. you, and, you, and now you can connect the dots, but you don't have the foresight of, right. you know, and you know, if we did, then that would solve a lot of problems. But, you know, and then, you know, I, I don't know, let other people kind of figure that out. But sometimes you just got to know that, you know, um, are you making more good work than bad work? Are you taking some risk? Um, sometimes I do that to myself if my stuff's getting a little too uniform. I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I should have some, some disasters. I should have some, some freaking things that are just freaking on fire almost. Like you don't even want to look at it because, but that's how you know you're stretching yourself. If you're always doing, always hitting everything money, then you're just kind of getting right. A little too yeah, much of totally a... Yeah, totally don't get too comfortable. Yeah, so sometimes yeah. I try to make myself uncomfortable on purpose or I try to pick a subject matter and I just fumble with it and go, oh, God, that's not going to see the light of day. Never be able to do you this. I'm going to go for it anyway. You know, or yeah. whatever. And, you know, but then... Yeah. The, and then but when then, you're done with it, you're like fucking on top of the world. You're like, fuck, I did it. I yeah. did it, you know? You never yeah. feel good. You never feel like that for something that you know you could do. Right? Yeah. You know? Well, top of the world, I just did the same thing I did before. Yeah, I know. You always, like, when you take those challenges, then you're like, fuck yeah, like, I can do this. Yeah, and, um, and, and, uh, you don't, you don't know that until you do it. I mean, you can try to think about it. You can try to write about it. You can try to read someone else doing about it, but until you do it, you know, and, um. Dart is all about taking those chances, I think, and just, like, I mean. You could play it safe and be like, this is what I think everybody would like. Or you could create exactly what you want to create. And mm-hmm. most of the time, that's what people are really going to like. I think, in my opinion, that's what people are going to think you're special, is that you're creating something that you wanted to create. I hate to see people are like, oh, I'm trying to paint, like, 
this image because it sells the most. Yeah, that's kind of like some bread and butter stuff. Maybe you might have to have something, maybe, but that's I not mean, weird. it's but it's yeah, not really bread and butter. Is a yeah, you you got it. You're only at a certain position of being an artist. <laughs> yeah, you're already making money. Yeah, you know, like I'm gonna paint a sunflower on the side of the building. Mm-hmm. That's what get me noticed. Yeah, no. Now, somebody who has already got their shit going on, and they paint a sunflower on the building, and everybody's going to be like, oh, that lady that's got shit going on, she's yeah. got a great mural over here. Yeah, I got some more shit over here. You just went up there and painted a sunflower on the side of the building. It's not my, it might not, you know, even though everybody might like sunflowers, because it's Kansas, it's a safe painting, you know. It's safe. It may not, like, make them any leeway, you know, it's not... And some stuff yeah, I just being don't... safe isn't always the best way to go. Being, no. Having a conversation is is fun. That conversation is often provoked by somebody being themselves and painting yeah. what they wanted to paint, and somebody going, "Why do you want to paint that?" And they get to talk about yeah. that conversation. And hopefully they have an answer, and not some right. fumbling, you know, rumbling samples. Yeah. You know, you know, and it's often like the simple questions that trip you up. It's like, you know, why did you do that? Uh, uh, why did you do that? Cause, you know what I mean? But you know, and I, yeah. A lot of times when I plan out a painting, I kind of think about that. Like, mm-hmm. what that answer? Well, what's that answer? What's the answer of if somebody's like, "Why did you want to paint that?" Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I think about that before I even get into it. Do I have a good answer for that? Sometimes I have no answer. You know, and, and maybe it's just myself asking myself, "Why would I want to paint that?" Like. The ability, okay, because you can, mm-hmm. you know, that gets boring after a while. I don't know about you, but it gets boring after a while. It's like, because you can, you know, well, yeah, I um, because it was a challenge. I didn't know if I could. That's actually yeah, that's fun. a better way to go, right? That's but, where you want to go, right? But at some point in time, you could become a victim of your own success. Like one of my favorite artists is like uh, uh, Gary Baseman because he's more of an illustrator and he just do a lot of stuff for Fortune Magazine. And he's got into toys and movies like, you know, like a... Uh, you know, certain movies um and uh he's he's his uh you know coach bags and all kinds of stuff he's he's you know mega big time and stuff but he told this funny story when he came to the hallmark symposium story uh, the hallmark symposium series my fault at the when i was at ku and, and he said look you know i'm mr this that okay yeah whatever all these awards okay fact is i've painted this green guy right and i painted him 17 times green guy who looks like this right well after a while i get tired of painting green guy i want to paint orange guys or whatever you know so at that certain point, you're like, well, can I paint another green guy? Well, I'm on the orange guys now, you know, whatever, you know, make it story simple. And, and sometimes the artist goes, no, there's no more of those. Or, okay, this guy throws a lot of money or enthusiasm out way. I'll go ahead and do it or whatever. And, and one time he told a famous story about how some art director didn't like the piece he made. Well, he sat on it for a day or two, turned it upside down, gave it back to him, and the guy loved it. And I was like, gosh, that takes balls. You know, like, yeah. like that's just like, I know it's good. And I just, I'm a toy of a movie. So if he pays, like you said, pay attention or... Or, you know, people might read the tags or not, you know, we, like we talked about before this, you know. Or they, and and you, like we were talking it's about, funny. like, you're toying with them a little we're bit. We used to him painting the green guy. He decided yeah. to paint something else. Mm. And they're like, wait, you're known for the green guy. I want green. He created, he created more of a conversation. The last green guy, Harley anybody was like, you know, <laughs> great. They were just like, yeah, I know that artist. You know, they were just like, oh, I love that piece. Created yeah. a conversation yeah. after that, you know. So I think that's a, it's a, it's. I think it's a, a fun, crazy world. The arts, really, 
um, I think it, no matter where you're at, there's always going to be a challenge. I think that artists are always like, their challenge really is to be themselves mostly. Agreed. Like, Agreed, yeah. please don't like try to mimic or copy anybody else. That's terrible. Yeah, it's it's just silly. And yeah, maybe a couple people or so many people will die. But if you yeah. paint from your heart and you can yeah. paint from where you mm-hmm. know you want to be, and yeah. like, this is what I do right yeah. here. This yeah. represents me. Not represents what I'm trying to make my business. I know this will sell. Yeah. But this represents me. I think that's like a big part of, of, yeah. of yeah. being an artist. Yeah, yeah. Being being like being like 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 authentic, like like that happens a lot in like um like hip hop or whatever. Like I'm not a yeah. biter or a swag swiper. Yeah. You know, like there's a thing about being authentic. You don't ever yeah. want to sound like or look like someone else. It may be something that may be a little related or but it's not exactly. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You know. Yeah, and yeah, some people totally. strive to do that. Like, you don't want to sound like, you know, that guy's sweet, yeah. don't fly bars, whatever, but I don't want to be mistaken yeah. for that. I'm biting off his stuff or whatever. Yeah. It becomes a little bit of crockpot and like I tell you about it. You have but to find like a voice. just like a you know, something you've seen or something you heard before is inspiration. It's another tool. We could be inspired by that, you know? Like, that's, that's totally okay. Like, yeah. You see something you like, yeah, don't go and trace it and fucking, you know. I mean, whatever tools you need to use, but create it and mm-hmm. let it be yourself. And then that's when you will be able to, like, whenever people are giving you positive feedback, you'll be able to feel like, yep, that's on me because I created that. It, mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, you're just going to be like, I got the ability, but mm-hmm. I don't have the rest of that. And mm-hmm. that's part of what we've been talking about tonight too the right intuition there's a lot of there's a lot of ability out there uh but there's a lot of direction you need to take there's a lot of tools we need to use Mm -hmm. as artists to be able to uh actually become a professional artist really yeah Um, using the tools of inspiration using the tools that we're given yeah and uh you know just using that tool of you know imagination yeah, and then people forget about that one. And then imagination. Yeah, imagination. Anything's possible. Take you know. inspiration and put your imagination in it, and 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 then make it yours. You know, I've seen so many people redo like Mickey Mouse and like those kind of mm-hmm. things, and like mm-hmm. you know, not even get a copyright thing, just like totally make them like their own, and yeah. maybe they're like you know, yeah, there's like a vampire or. You know, there's a guy I like. You know what I'm uh, saying, though, right? There's a guy I think he's in, from New York, but his name's uh, his his name's Jerkface, and he basically would would take what you would say like the Charlie Brown characters and the Heathcliff and uh, you know Linus and Lucy or uh, you know any these things that are popular you know, Smurfs or whatever. But he would leave the eyes off and he would repeat them or something or something. Oh yeah, and then and then people would be like, like, like "Well, you're just taking someone else's stuff and you're just re- I mean, no, I'm combining it in a way that's not." anyone's ever done quite before you may not appreciate the combination but this has never really been done before and maybe you know i try to use it as a teachable moment in my, in my better yeah, days that's a great conversation I try to say, well, hold on let me to... inform you and it's... instead of bristling oh well blah, 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 and start backpedaling and defending and get defensive it's like well you know i don't get defensive too much anymore you know maybe catch me on a crabby day but generally i'm just like okay well hey you know if you got some time i'll you know give you do you want the cliff notes i ask you want the cliff notes or do you want the 
are you an art lover or not? Or are you just kind of casual? I kind of gauge their interest because sometimes you can come in a little too hot and esoteric. It's like a doctor talking to me. I'm like, hey, doc, my finger's broke. I don't know why you're talking about all this technical <laughs> stuff. Just fix my finger, bro. You know what I mean? And sometimes people do want to know exactly what's going on and how it's going to be done and all that. Stuff. Yeah. Other times people don't know, but they don't know why they should know or why it matters or why it. And you need to be able to articulate that you know, a little bit. But my main thing is that when I meet younger people or any artists or whatever, I just try to leave them a little bit uplifted with some, with some energy. I try not to tear them down. I try not to. You know, if people are self-critical, I'm like, well, well, hey, don't, don't start. You're going to get enough of that from other people. Don't start doing that to yourself, you know. You know, like, value your stuff, you know. And if you don't know how to, then, you know, don't say anything at all. And then just, you know, maybe find a few friends. But I don't, I don't, I don't like, yeah, I, I don't like, like, uh, open my, do something before I do it. And say, hey, uh, do you think this uh, bee painting mountain thing is going to be cool? Because some people don't have the, the, the wherewithal to really jive with what I'm saying. I mean, right. I just don't, I mean, they're, they're dumb people, but I don't have the jive to go look at stock reports or whatever. It's just not my interest. Yeah, but, I mean, we, so. we, we paint better than we make words, right? <laughs> yeah, you know. And then I can't it, paint this in your brain, but I can paint it on the wall and you can see it and you can so, like, so yeah. Sometimes it's almost like a dog going up to a cat going, hey, I'm not getting no dog. And the cat's going, well, I don't know, you look cool to me, bro. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, wait, wait, I'm a cat? What are you talking about? I don't even know what the, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you know, you're asking the wrong thing to have some opinion about what you are. And it's like, well, you couldn't possibly give you the answer. You're just asking the wrong uh, oracle, the wrong source or the wrong whatever. And, you know, and, and, and so I've, I've actually stopped asking other people so much about their opinions, so much what they think about it. I just don't ask at all. If they want to say something cool, if they don't, then okay, well, you know, you just let it breathe, man. Let it, yeah. let it breathe, bro. I think art is all about the conversation, and bro, I appreciate this conversation. Man, thank you for inviting me, because you called, and I was like, I'm there. So, I mean, there's no question, and I just want to say thank you for that, and I'm here for whatever. And yeah, It'd be kind of cool to get one of me, one of those kind of... I always love to have you around. I mean, we always have long conversations. Like, we just recorded uh, this time of uh, this amount of conversation, but like we've definitely had a conversation before the night yeah, even started. Five times. Five like, times we talk time. like a motherfucker because uh, I think we have the same in common. We love the arts. We love our community. And I appreciate you for being here. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. And like anytime you want to do something, you know, and I think it's only up, up and out from here. I mean, you know, there's some things lately I've thought about that maybe I'm not thinking big enough. And that made me lose a little bit of sleep. I was yeah. like, wow, I, I think I'm limiting myself in what I think is possible. And that really kind of goes, whoa. And that kind of you know, made me really think, you know, and that's really exciting because there's stuff I can't even foresee. I, I'd be lying if I said I could, I could foresee it. I just can't. Dude, so. once again, thanks again. Thank you, I'm Brian. Alexander Lancaster. Robert Tapley Bustamante is here. Also and thanks for listening to Two Wolf Studios' presentation of Meet the Artist. Yep. KSEFDB Radio. Keep tuning in. Peace. Listen to more. We appreciate you.